Guys, come on in. Join us here at the table. We have a lot to dive into. Let's go. Big night tonight. Huge night. Absolutely. Guys, press that share button for us. You press share yet? Yes, sir. Oh, not yet. I okay. will. Guys, come on in. Take a seat here. You're getting people in here. We are looking good here. All right, Setup looks shared. solid. I just shared. Awesome. We have you, my sister, and my best friend Soup out there. Dan Draper liked the video. Guys, come on in. I got a lot of news to talk about here in the beginning. Let's go. My name is Bobby Levine. Alongside me is Sam Block, Sammy B from Jersey. For the third time now here on the podcast. A little bit of a regular here. Until next week. Yes, sir. He is spring break. He is a student at Ohio State, so he's going to go enjoy the foot of snow that Jersey just received. Unfortunately. Wow, it is unbelievable how nice the weather can go from February to March. And I'm saying that in Columbus, folks. Mm -hmm. That is a unique, unique thing to say. Sam, let me dive into his resume. It is a deep one. He's a host of Buzzer Beaters podcast. He made up that podcast. Check that one out. He's a broadcaster for Scarlet and Gray Sports Radio. He's a writer for HoopsCritic.com, an NBA site. You didn't come out with an article today, this week, did you? No, this Monday I will have a new article, new, Monday morning. New article dropping this upcoming Monday. The last article we had, he redid the entire 2013 draft? Yes, 2012. 2012, excuse 2012, me, when I graduated. NBA. NBA draft, great article. Intern for the BTN, that's a Big Ten Network, student university run part of the BTN. Yes, yes. It's okay. an affiliate with the Big Big Ten Network. He's student done, program. He's done. You did all the hockey games last week. Yep, yep. We did the Ohio State um, matchup for the Big Ten tournament, the series versus Michigan State for men's hockey. It was a great tournament. Ohio State won in a two zero sweep. Very exciting. Awesome. They're playing this week against Michigan. So if you guys are in Columbus, go check that out. Nationwide Arena. And he is also a sports reporter for the Lantern TV. Follow this kid on Twitter. At the block spot, I'm gonna have to come up with like a little panel here for you yeah. to follow it. The yeah. block spot uh, tweets daily. Yes, sir. You love Twitter. Oh, I love Twitter. Great source of information. It is. No, I get all my news from there as well. Folks, come on in, press that share button for us. If you haven't checked out the newly designed website, seatatthetea.com, pretty much this right here behind us, but a race table and just keep the tea. We dropped three new articles today. I want to give a huge shout out to my best friend Brett Campbell out in Colorado. Gave us an in-depth look at the NL Central preview. And my good buddy who I've never had on this podcast, who I want to have on, his name's Dan Draper. The kid is hilarious. He created this new Instagram outlook of the Golf Fathers where he's going to dive in. I don't want to give it away. You read the article. He's got two of them out there. He's pretty much going to review all these courses in Columbus. He was just in Arizona Lucky SOB. <laughs> Join the nice weather out there. He just got back today, I believe, yesterday night, and now the weather's crap for him, so it's, yeah. I guess, karma. He's working at night. He is a funny guy. I was crying laughing, so the first article he posted about his his journey in golf. He's got a long list of family members that played golf. His dad was a professional, mm -hmm. so he's got a deep wow. root, deep blood in that connection of the golf game. Very nice. Absolutely. His article, new one, just dropped earlier tonight. Soups did to the NL Central preview. And we have apparel coming once again. You will have a shirt, hopefully, next time you come on the podcast Absolutely. in two weeks. Can't wait. Folks, we'll have that shown. They're going to be dry fit once again. I bought a couple extra ones for the side to see what they look like. But hopefully this will sell again and we will be back and running. Yes. full organization. So, guys, Absolutely. we have a lot to talk about tonight. We have... The NFL we'll start out with. We're going to talk about the free agencies that start next week. Yep. We're going to dive in and talk about where they're going to end up, where they should end up, and what happens to the other players in those organizations if possible, how that team reacts to signing a big-name player. Sounds good. We get the NBA. We talked about the Eastern Conference last week. We have the Western Conference this week. A lot of Houston, a lot of Golden State. And then we're going to end with March Madness. Unfortunately, you'll be gone next week with yep. spring break. March Madness starts next week. Tuesday and Wednesday mm -hmm. for the playing games in Dayton, Ohio. 
And then the March Madness bracket officially starts Thursday. Yep. So we're going to talk about our dark horses moving into the conference championship weekend this week. Perfect. That aren't in line for a one or two seed. All right. Sounds good. A team that can make a Cinderella story, hopefully, and fit the glass slipper. Mm -hmm. Sounds good to me. So guys, press that share button for us. We love you all. Let's talk about some NFL. Let's do it. The Jump in. The biggest name out there for free agency, his name is Kirk Cousins, folks. If you haven't heard of him, he came from the Big Ten in Michigan State. He was signed by or picked, drafted way back the five years ago. I think it was 2012 mm -hmm. uh, for the Redskins his entire career so far. He knew coming into the league that he was better than RG3, and he bet on himself. He banked on himself performing. He's been franchise-tagged multiple years in a row now for the Redskins. The Redskins, a couple weeks ago, ended up trading the Kansas City Chiefs for Alex Smith. Mm -hmm. So right now, Alex Smith is the quarterback in the future for right now for the Washington Redskins. Right. That will make Kirk Cousins a free agent. He can go anywhere he wants. Mm -hmm. His money he's about to get is going to be stupid amount. Colossal. Like, the biggest yes. contract we've ever seen amount. Right. There are multiple teams out there that need quarterbacks, that have quarterbacks going to be going to the free agency. Free agency excuse me. Where is he going to end up? Where is Kirk Cousins going to land in a week? I think Kirk Cousins is going to land in Minnesota, playing okay. for the Minnesota Vikings. I think it will be a steal for Minnesota. I think Case Keenum could take them to a certain place. I think Kirk Cousins could take them all away. I think Kirk Cousins is really, really good. I think he's played in an organization where they were good, but they weren't ready to really take the next step. And I think in Minnesota, he has such a good roster around him, really good running game, great defense, good offensive weapons around him, and Diggs, Adam Thielen, tight end Kyle Rudolph. Yeah. I really like Minnesota. I really like them if Kirk Cousins goes there. Now, I will say, if they do not land Kirk Cousins, I think that's a really big drop of the ball by Minnesota. They just went to the NFC Championship. Yes. Almost. 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 Well, they did. They were in the championship. They were. They right, won, they, right, they, right. They, they, they beat they, New they, Orleans on that. They had. They, they had. The, They're the, the one seed. So they had the whole way. They got the. They won the first game and lost to Philly. Right. They lost to Philly. But anyway, Minnesota needs a guy like Kirk Cousins to come in if they're not going to bring back Case Keenum. They need to be a team that's a perennial Super Bowl contender the next five years. I think Kirk Cousins will go there and allow them to do that. So my question is, looking at Minnesota mm -hmm. and Mike Zimmer's the coach there. Came from my beloved Bengals. Great coach. Great defense. Love he is a defensive-minded guy, and he knows that defenses win championships. Right. Now, obviously, they're going to go out and get a quarterback. If not, they'll keep it in, in organization and probably re-sign Case Keenum, like you said. We'll see. But he came out and said the other day that he does not want to blow the entire salary cap on a quarterback. Now, you're correct, though. I think Case Keenum could get him so far, win a playoff game. And winning a playoff game in the NFL is very tough. Mm -hmm. Andy Dalton's 0-5. Yeah. I, I would know that by first hand, rooting for the diehard Bengals here mm -hmm. as I am. But the problem I have with buying into the quarterback that has been to the playoffs one time in the last two years with, with Kirk Cousins is if they start losing, if they lose a couple games early on the season, in the locker room, what's the mindset going to be? Yeah. Is it Oh no! Is this the avalanche? Like we got that so far? That was our peak. Is mm -hmm. that it? Because I know they can win a Super Bowl if they get a good quarterback. They right. Have the talent well, there. I think the locker room really rallied around Case Keenum. I think guys built connections with him. A guy like Adam Thielen really popped out of his shell this year. Became an incredible wide receiver in this league. A lot of that's probably due to Case Keenum because of how Case Keenum really took the team by storm and said, "Hey, I want this job. I'm not a backup. I want to keep this job." Teddy Bridgewater, goodbye. Sam Bradford, goodbye. This is my job. That's what Case Keenum said. He took them by storm. I think he earned his right to return to Minnesota, but it seems like Zimmer and the rest of the organization maybe doesn't want him back. And I, they I, want say, else. I think Zimmer likes Case Keenum a lot. Yeah. And it's a huge. Again, it's a huge. We don't know what they're really thinking because they right. can't go out and say we don't want this guy because that right. that'd be such a detrimental to his friendship moving forward and the ties they could possibly have. Right. My question moving forward after this, if Kirk Cousins does go there, does that hurt Case Keenum moving forward? Well, I think Case Keenum's going to be a starter he in this league. I'll talk about where a little bit later. But one more thing I want to say is Mike Zimmer said, "Are we get, if we get Case Keenum back, are we getting the guy that was a backup for the St. Louis Rams? Yes. Or are we getting a guy that 
took us to the NFC Championship game. Now, that question mark is a reason why Zimmer may not want to bring him back. We all, I mean, there's also flukes all around, though. You've seen this week a lot. A couple teams have already offered the Philadelphia Eagles trade for Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. And Nick Foles said the same thing. Was he a, a quarterback that regressed big time when he was with St. Louis? Mm-hmm. Or is he the quarterback that led us and won us the Super Bowl? Right. <laughs> it's Crazy all my. I mean, both those guys, Case Keenum and... Nick Foles are the same, in my opinion, the same pass. Very they similar. They could be at their peak right now of getting mm-hmm. the money-wise. Mm-hmm. Do they stay in the organization where they're at, where they feel comfortable with? And Nick Foles will be a backup again. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to ride with Wentz. Right, right. Or do you go somewhere else and get the money you deserve mm-hmm. because you have one year left in your contract? Right. Well, I think Keenum is definitely going to be a starter no matter where he goes. Foles would be a backup in Philly, like you said. Yep. But depends how long the Wentz injury takes. If Foles were to stay, he could start a couple of games to start the year. But Nick Foles, I think, is a little bit more willing to be a backup. Yeah. He seemed like he really likes being in Philly. Well, Philly's he a Super Bowl champion. Yeah, too. right. He likes the town. He doesn't mind being a backup to a guy like Wentz, who's a really good locker room guy. Case Keenum, on the other hand, wants to be a starter. He yes. knows that he is starter quality, and he wants to be a starter. And I think Case Keenum ends up in Arizona, if I had to say. So the two different things with Nick Foles and Case Keenum is Case Keenum's a free agent. So he wants to be a starter right now. Nick Foles knows right now he's at the peak of his career. He just won a Super Bowl. He just beat Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback Crazy. of our lifetime. Right, Maybe right. ever. Maybe the right. greatest football player, quarterback. I, mean, I can't say ever, football player, but greatest quarterback ever. Certainly a possibility. In a Super Bowl. And he has one more year on his contract. So he'll be a, a free. He'll be a backup to Wentz, mm-hmm. right out the Wentz wagon, and then he can get his money somewhere else and say, listen, here's what I did. I have a ring. I beat mm-hmm. the greatest one ever. You're going to pay me my money. So he's fine sitting back and relaxing. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And you can't get hurt being on the bench. Right, that's true. Backup quarterback's not a bad job. Not not a bad gig in the NFL. The money in the NFL right now is so high. Mm-hmm. So, yes, if you're going to be Case Keenum, you want your money now. You mm-hmm. don't know how long you have. And you're looking at Kirk Cousins. He's getting up there in age right now. He's in his prime of his career, athletic career mm-hmm. life. He wants to get his money, too. Yeah, wants to get money, but Case Kim, I think, just wants to win football games. I think he knows he's a starter. He wants to be a leader of a team. Um, a guy like Nick Foles a little bit calmer. Case Keenum's a hungry dude. Like, oh, yeah. Case Keenum is amped up all the time. I think Case Keenum should definitely be a starter. He was a, the difference, also a difference between Foles and Keenum. Keenum was a huge winner in Houston in college. Yeah. He yeah. broke records after records. Right. And, and not just Houston records, NCAA records. Exactly. So the guy's a gunslinger. The guy knows he wants to win and win now. Right. He wants his chance because he knows the life, the shelf life of a quarterback can be so slim to none in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And he got a chance to shine. He won a playoff game on the, one of the craziest plays we've ever seen. Right, crazy. And he wants another shot. Yes. And whether it's in Minnesota or you said Arizona, Arizona would be a great fit for him. Carson Palmer just retired. He could come into a, a new organization mm-hmm. where he's never been and have a Hall of Fame wide receiver in Larry Fitzgerald, mm-hmm. a healthy Larry... Uh, David Johnson. Excuse me, Larry Johnson. David Johnson, excuse me, one of the right. best probably fantasy running backs out there. Oh, yeah. I mean, to have that already there situated for you, mm-hmm. a great defense, he could be riding off of the sunset in Arizona. Yeah, Arizona is interesting. They have a tough division, kind of. Los Angeles Rams, I think, are really, really legit moving forward the next five to ten years. I think Seattle, even though they they look like they're losing some of their defensive guys, Sherman, Bennett might be out the door, Jimmy Graham might be out the door as a tight end. I still think Seattle is a tough team to play with because the great coach, still a good defense, really tough place to play, and they have Russell Wilson still. And then you have the Niners with Jimmy Garoppolo coming up. They could be a decent team moving forward. So not an easy division. Arizona definitely needs to get a quarterback that's solid to have any chance. If you look at the whole NFC West, every team has a quarterback, a solid quarterback right now besides Arizona. Besides Arizona. Golf in L.A. already gone to the playoffs. Russell Wilson's won a Super Bowl. Yeah. And you got Jimmy Garoppolo, who I know Dan Draper, if he's still watching, is on the Jimmy G bandwagon. Mm-hmm. I bought his jersey upstairs. The guy's okay. a winner. Okay. The guy's never lost his starting game. He is a winner, yep. I mean, that's so the kind far. of... We'll so far, The guy is now also has in the back pocket, wow, the Patriots didn't want me. I'm going to go win out West Coast and show, hey, the Kraft family, hey, Belichick, I know you wanted me, and hey, Brady, mm-hmm. this is how you went out here. Yeah. So... That I mean, the Wild West is Wild West for a reason. It's, it's going to be, be a gunslinging. It's not. The, it's not the dink and dime anymore. It's okay. Let's go deep. Let's right. See, right. Let's see what we can do. We'll see. So if you have Arizona with Kirk Cousins, the next quarterback. Case Keenum. Case, Case Keenum. Excuse me. Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. Case yeah. Keenum's in Arizona. The next quarterback in line would be Bradford. 
And yeah. he's had a long line of injuries. Yeah, Sam Bradford's interesting. I don't think he's a lock to be a starter. He was very, very mediocre for the Rams, had injury problems, great at Oklahoma as a college quarterback, but played well like for a couple games in Minnesota, but really hasn't proven much to me. I think he could be a backup somewhere, but I could also see a team taking a chance on him like the Denver Broncos. They need a quarterback. They have struggled in terms of quarterbacks ever since Peyton Manning left, and they're just... Whoa. John Elway is a quarterback... He, himself, he wants a quarterback that can play. They're saying he's a gu- quarterback guru like Harbaugh, but I don't right. know if he's like that because he got so lucky with Peyton Manning at the very end of his prime. Right, right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I think Sam Bradford could go to Denver, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Bradford be a backup somewhere because, you know, you look at the teams that need quarterbacks, Browns, Giants, Broncos, Jets, Cardinals, Chargers, maybe after Philip Rivers. I, another team I could see River, uh, Bradford going to, possibly, and, and Keenum as well, maybe, is the Bills. They may not go with Tyrod Taylor again. Buffalo Bills, they need a quarterback. They're, they're an interesting team in the AFC East behind the Patriots. Maybe they'll sign a guy like Bradford. So Bradford's the wild card of this whole scenario. Like you mm-hmm. said, he, he's still on his mindset, thinks he could be a starting quarterback. The guy's got too long of a list of injuries, in right. my opinion. You can't bank on this guy staying healthy. Right. Really, every year in the entire, I guess, seven years or eight years in the NFL he's mm-hmm. played, he's been hurt every single year. Yeah. His yeah. ACL is paper thin. Mm-hmm. He's torn out multiple times, even back right. in college. Right. It blows my mind to think this guy still has a job. I think he's going to be a backup. Like you said, I could see Minnesota re-signing him to be the backup. Yeah, we'll see. I think he could be a backup, and I think he could be a very good backup. I also wouldn't be surprised to see him retire somewhere soon. I mean, no, He's 30 years old, though. He's still young. He's young, but he's also been in the league for a decent time now and has such injury issues. And I think he's a pretty smart guy, too. I think he has a career after football. I don't think football's the only thing he has. So... It'll be interesting to see. I don't know how much longer Sam Bradford has left in this league. I could see him, like you said, going to the Bills in the East, or I could even see him going out to Miami. Okay. I, Miami's not a bad destination either. I mean, you, you could see all the Tannehill's interesting. I don't know He's what's going to happen He's also an injury-prone guy. So yes. if you take two guys at, at not, I guess you could say, 10 to $15 million a year, mm-hmm. you're not breaking the, the, the bank account with the salary cap, mm-hmm. and if one of them does get hurt, okay, you have another guy here. Just make sure they don't leave the pocket. Right, Keep right. Keep in the pocket. Right. Again, they, you don't know what their needs are going to hold up. Mm-hmm. And then the last one in Minnesota is a guy who – I felt get the short stick. Mm-hmm. Teddy Bridgewater from Louisville, he had such a great career in college to end up. He is a very family-oriented guy. He loves his mom to death. Goes to Minnesota, ends up having a career year with Zimmer, goes to the playoffs, and they lose on a joke of a kick. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a chip shot, and he got hurt in that game, and that was it. And that was that was the end of the, the, the Teddy Bridgewater career right. in well, Minnesota. Teddy Bridgewater is a good he's a good football good football player, but I really think he's a pretty average football player. The injuries do have something to do with that, and I feel terrible that he suffered so many terrible injuries or just a terrible injury that lasted so long. Yep. I don't know if Teddy Bridgewater is ever going to be a starting quarterback in this league again, no. but if he does get a job as a starter. I could see, again, a team like Denver, a team like Arizona. These teams are the teams that I think will be vying for these guys. It'll be like a carousel almost. Whoever doesn't get one will get the other. Bills, Jets, um, Dolphins, like you the said. Jet, the Jets won't go for Teddy Bridgewater because they had Geno Smith before and they know how bad it was. And He's right. almost the same kind of guy. Yeah. I would say Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater would be... On a scale of a one to ten, is seven and a half, and then mm, generous. G- Gino's, yeah, generous. Obviously, when when he was healthy, he was playing great, and then Gino Smith like a five. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the Jets will go for him. I think the Jets are going to draft a quarterback yeah. if they don't get Kirk Cousins, which they want. But we'll see. It'll certainly be interesting. There's a lot of teams that need quarterbacks. There's a lot of good drafting. There's a lot of good draft selections available from the quarterback position, and there's a lot of good free agents, or at least solid free agents, to go around. I could easily see 8 to 10 teams having new quarterbacks heading into 2018. The Bengals need a backup quarterback. Mm -hmm. Agent McCarron is now a free agent. I see Teddy Bridgewater possibly backing up Andy Dalton. Maybe, and I think he could eventually maybe get that job from Dalton, because I don't think Dalton's that great of a quarterback, and I think Bridgewater still may need a little bit of time to get back to where he once was because even last year when he played a little bit really didn't look that good looked rusty as as you would expect yes we're talking about quarterbacks here in the nfl guys i'm joined here by sam block if you have questions we have a 
A lot of people actually watching us right now. Any questions going on? No questions. Okay, keep asking them, guys. Dan, Dan Draper did say, oh, baby, when he did bring up the Jimmy Garoppolo out west. If you do have questions about quarterbacks or even players, we're going we're gonna to talk about Le'Veon Bell, too, and his situation in Pittsburgh. Yep. Where do you, the last quarterback I want to talk about before we talk about Le'Veon Bell is A.J. McCarron. Okay. What's going to go on with him? And like we talked about last episode, mm-hmm. he had such a short career where we, of tape where we saw. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we know his college career. We know what he did with Alabama. He pretty much played four games for the Bengals, mm-hmm. started three of them, and lost in the playoff game. Does he get a starting chance after getting them to the playoffs, having the game won, and then having the meltdown of the Bengals' defense with Fontes Perfect and Pac-Man Jones? I think he's going to be a guy that has to earn it in training camp. I could see him going to a team that also drafts a quarterback. I know I've mentioned them a lot of times, but a Denver. I, see, I could see Denver getting him or Bridgewater kind of, or Bradford, kind of like a bridge guy, into their next quarterback that they will draft a young quarterback but Denver doesn't have an extremely high pick. Yeah. I believe where where are they drafting? Do you know? Denver? Denver, no, they're the top ten, I believe. The problem I have with Denver is I think they've done that too long with the carousel. Yeah. I mean, they had Brock Osweiler there this past year after trading him away. Right. And I don't I don't it's Simeon too, and that was back and forth carousel, none of them stepped up. I think they need the offensive line first before you do that. Oh, you know what? The Broncos are drafting fifth. Fifth. Right I could see the them. Move, I could see them trading up if they want to get even closer. Or there's a lot of quarterbacks, but um, uh, Saquon Barkley, Minka Fitzpatrick, Bradley Chubb. Some of these non-quarterbacks are going to be going in the top five. So I could see Denver getting whoever they want at five. I look at a guy like Baker Mayfield. I think he could be a stud if Denver gets him. I could see that working out. Well, I don't I see. That's a. I don't know. There, I mean, there's so many quarterbacks in this year's draft, more mm-hmm. than we've seen in a long time. Yeah. Where you could even see, in my opinion, uh, why am I forgetting his name? The court, the Heisman Trophy from Louisville. Teddy uh, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. I kept saying yeah. Bridgewater. Lamar Jackson. Now, everyone's saying he's too small. He's the same size as Andy Dalton. The yeah. No, he he could winner. play football. Oh yeah. And he, when they were succeeding, the when he was playing the best is when they're in the pro style offense. When yeah. they did start doing the spread five out and five wide and everything, that's when he was getting hurt when they started uh, blitzing on him, and that's when you get him running and leaving leaving the uh, the pocket. That's mm-hmm. when quarterbacks get in trouble. Yeah. So I'm gonna look at this. I could see, I could even see a quarterback going late to Denver or them trading up, like you said. But I don't think they're gonna go out unless they can get Kirk Cousins. Okay. I don't see them getting another quarterback out there unless they're drafting him early on. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. It's going to be interesting for sure. Uh, we have one thing. Okay, we're going to talk about Dan Draper's question. Thoughts on Seattle bowling up the team? Heard Sherman is yeah. leaving as well. So, I have some thoughts on that. Reports came out today that he was saying, uh, Richard Sherman, the defensive back, cornerback, all pro, mm-hmm. uh, is was saying his goodbyes to his Seattle friends. Michael Bennett was just traded today mm-hmm. to Philadelphia, the Super Bowl champs right now. This legion of boom now, defense, is gone now. Yeah, well, they still have Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas, but I think that that may be broken up very soon. That's two people. Yeah, and then a guy like Richard Sherman, uh, most likely on the way out. Listen, Seattle's not going to be the team that they were in past years. They're not going to be the team that defense carried Russell Wilson. I think they're making a little bit of a transition now into a team that Russell Wilson's good enough to lead them. I personally do not like what Seattle's doing. These defensive guys are big time. They're just, they help you win games, especially in an atmosphere like Seattle. A coach like Pete Carroll getting on them. I love it. But I will say, they don't have Marshawn Lynch, the bruiser, anymore. They don't, beast mode. They don't have, you know, the same running type of offense. So a guy like Russell Wilson passing the ball, you don't necessarily need as dominant of a defense. But we talked about how tough that division is. Seattle's going to struggle if they don't get a defense, and most importantly, if they don't get an offensive line. Well, you've got to look at, in all sports in general, in the pro, in the pro world, you have a window of opportunity to win. Mm-hmm. And the window for Seattle has been open longer than I've seen a lot of franchises mm-hmm. right. that aren't dynasties. Mm-hmm. Now, they went to two Super Bowls in a row, won one, lost one, mm-hmm. on a, I guess, brain fart of a play call by Pete Carroll. Right. And you should have ran with Marshawn Lynch, as you just mentioned. Exactly. And then you get these players that play in the organization for so long, they get these egos, right, and egos. they start talking a lot. Mm-hmm. And that defense, in my opinion, had too many egos. They just traded one away with Michael Bennett. Michael Bennett talks a lot. Now, yes. it's, I'm not saying it's wrong or, or wrong or right, right, 
But when you start talking and you're louder than coaches sometimes, mm-hmm. that takes away from the play. Yeah. Then you get Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman's been a talker his entire career. Mm-hmm. Since making it into the pros, he's always been doubted. So, of course, he's got the chip on his shoulder. I'm the best. And when he became the best in 2013, he showed it. He oh, came yeah. on multiple TV shows. Oh, yeah. Ripped apart a lot of analysts. Ripped apart Michael Crabtree. Oh, I mean, still does today. Yeah. Trash. Mm-hmm. So, you get these guys, and they become bigger people than the coach himself, Pete Carroll. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the team, who's kept their head on the shores the longest? Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Whatever yeah. you do, he rides, he, yes, he rides or dies with the team. Mm-hmm. And they will, they will leave him on. The biggest name was Marshawn Lynch. Biggest talker, got him out of, uh, out of the team first. Right. Michael Bennett, I think they kept on a little too long. Out. Cam Chancellor keeps his mouth shut, plays the game. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson plays the game. They keep these guys close to the organization. It makes sense, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richard Sherman, they could say thank you so much. They had a, a, a five-year window of making right. the playoffs. This past year was the first year they did it. And they were one game out. I mean, when you play Seattle in the playoffs, they're a dangerous team. Oh, yeah. Seattle, very dangerous. And all throughout the year when the NFC had so many surprise teams, I always said, if Seattle sneaks in, I think they're the favorites to come out of the yes. NFC. They did not sneak in. They had bad injuries, including Richard well, Sherman. They're a team that could play in the road. That's so right. hard to do in the NFL. Right. The thing is, like, they had a window, but now Russell Wilson's entering his prime. So a new window should really be opening, and some of these guys going out the door is almost closing that window. I know uh, Dan Draper talked about they might move on Jim, move from on from Jimmy Graham. That's true, and Jimmy Graham's a very talented player. I think he was much better on the Saints, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Not as explosive on Seattle. But, you know, another guy talking about the Bennett's that got cut today or released was Martellus Bennett. Marty Bennett, yeah. Tight end on the Patriots, very talented. Now, hot take right now, I could see him going to Philadelphia and playing with his brother. Really close brothers, and Philadelphia has Zach Ertz, but they're going to most likely lose Trey Burton, who's a really good backup tight end. Great, cool. got so, to throw the touchdown pass. Yeah, love Trey Burton. Now they may need a backup tight end. Martellus Bennett could really help that offense, and that would be pretty cool, seeing those two guys in Philly together. Now, that, that's a whole other scenario. I'm thinking this is the end of the run for Seattle right now. I think this is the last time they'll be in the conversation. I can see them even winning five games this year. Regroup. I know it's going to be drop off. They got to worry about that offensive line that's protected Russell. We'll see. And if Russell's getting hit like he has been this year, you lose your quarterback. We see what happens with Indianapolis. Right, but the thing is, Russell Wilson entering his prime. I don't think Seattle's just going to lay an egg. Like I could see Russell Wilson being in Seattle his might, whole career. But they might let. Oh, he's going to. I hopefully stays there. I like. I like Russell. Yeah, he's not going to win five games with him. You win at least eight. At least. Really? Yes. I think he's that big of a player. We'll see. Yes. All right, I got one more question here before we go on to Le'Veon Bell. We have a question. Oh, Mark, Mark Basford. Does JT Barrett fall under the quarterbacks in the draft? Where does JT Barrett fall in the NFL QB draft? Do, All right. do you think he even is? That's my question. Is he even a quarterback? Is he going to go to tight end? Oh, is no, he going to no. go to receiver? No, like no, no. Cracks the middle? no. JT Barrett's a quarterback. Great mind, smart player, really, really intelligent, great leader. That's what you want in your quarterback. Now, if he's a backup quarterback starting in his career, which I think he will be. Yep. That does not matter because a guy like that in a locker room, backup quarterbacks are often your smartest players. They have a clipboard in their hand. They go over plays with the starter. They help in the locker room. They talk to coaches, talk to offensive coordinators, talk to QB coaches. A guy like JT Barrett would be crucial to a locker room. And he's a guy that if a guy like Tony Romo gets injured, he could be the Dak Prescott that steps in and all of a sudden takes the social media world by storm and everyone's like wow this guy really can play he's not just a college QB see the biggest question with JT is how injured is his shoulder mm-hmm. and I guess we'll see when he does his pro day at Ohio State coming yeah. up a lot of stuff in the past years have been under wrap obviously the media doesn't doesn't want to or I guess urban doesn't want to let the media know what's really going on um, my sources told me that he had surgery after the Clemson game when we got blo- shut out two years ago, came into this year healthy. He runs too much, in my opinion, with Urban, but he won't do that in the pros because he will be injured week one. Mm-hmm. Like, RG3 would be out quickly. You cannot get hit as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. You are right on some aspects. He is a leader in the locker room, and when Urban Meyer talks about this guy being one of the greatest players he's ever coached, right? you take that with huge, huge weight because he's coached some unbelievable talent. Alex Smith, one of them. Tebow, 
even though he didn't make it in the pros one playoff game. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Like he, he he made himself a starting quarterback, whether you like it or not. Right. He's coached great players growing up in mm-hmm. Miami or in Gainesville, excuse me, at Florida, Ohio State's five years now, six years. He's coached some unbelievable talent, and to say that this is one of the best players he's ever coached, that's unbelievable. Say. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. J T Barrett, serious potential, and I think he should be picked in the draft. And to answer your question, Mark, I think he will be picked. I'm going to say he goes on day three. I'm going to say he goes in the sixth or seventh round. And I think he goes to a team like a Detroit and sits behind a Matt Stafford. Some t- like a New England. There's been some rumors that he will go to New England, sit behind Tom Brady. I just think JT Barrett's a really, really good football player. I think a team should take a chance on him. I do not think his shoulder will be an issue. I think they could bring him in on some running packages if they want. Yep. I think he's going to be a really important guy. And he runs the option better than anyone I've ever seen. Really, really smart with the read option. Yep. He could easily run to the left or right, easily hand it off up the middle. Always seems to make the right decision. Two-point conversions becoming more popular in today's yep. game. I could see him being a guy that comes in four teams on two-point conversion attempts. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll I mean, see. I got I can't talk until we see his pro day. That's right. the big thing. He wasn't at the combine. Mm-hmm. So... Major quarterbacks going there. We'll see right. what happens. One running back I do want to mention, Le'Veon Bell. We have a lot of Pittsburgh fans watching. Right now, they put the franchise tag on Le'Veon Bell for the second year in a row. He mm-hmm. came out and said he does not want to be franchise tag, but the franchise tag right now is holding him until next year, technically, right. because now it's a whole year contract. They're, he, Le'Veon Bell do, did say that they are close on negotiations. Mm-hmm. He wants to stay a Steeler for life. He wants at least, I think he said, thirteen or fourteen million a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, the running back shelf life in the NFL is six years, mm-hmm. pretty short. Much. It's very short, right? For a great one, especially, mm-hmm. maybe eight to ten. And Le'Veon Bell is that kind of guy where if you give him the ball, he could change the game for you in the mm-hmm. NFL. And and running backs in the in the recent years, that's been hard to come by. Mm-hmm. You see Zeke, you see Le'Veon Bell, Johnson in Arizona if he's healthy. Those are like the three main guys. Mm-hmm. LaShawn McCoy, hit or miss if he can stay healthy. But Le'Veon Bell right now for Pittsburgh is as big as Antonio Brown, in my opinion. You oh, give yeah. him the ball, they're going to win the ball game. Oh, yeah. Do they get the contract? If he doesn't get the contract, what do you do? I think Le'Veon Bell will stay in Pittsburgh. I think he's a guy that even though he's been in the league a couple years already and you've said the shelf life is short, which is true, He's a guy, his running style, it's so patient. It's off of patience. He doesn't just bulldoze through defenses. He waits, kind of trips around, trips around, and then hits a hole and is, in, is on a burst. He trips around, trips around, little juke, little spin move, is on a burst. Le'Veon Bell has the running style that really, he gets so many carries a game, and he still seems to be durable, in my opinion. He had a suspension early on in his career, seemed to learn from his mistake. Yep. I really like Le'Veon Bell. I think he still has three to four really, really good years in him. And I still think he could last five to six in the NFL as a running back. Maybe the fifth and sixth year not as strong. But I like Le'Veon Bell. I think he gets a contract. I think he stays in Pittsburgh. It just it would be weird to see him anywhere else other than Pittsburgh. But I will say, if Big Ben's going to go anytime soon, it'll be interesting to see what happens with a guy like Antonio Brown, with a guy like Le'Veon Bell. I think Pittsburgh right now, I would take them to win the Super Bowl. Them and New England right now are the two favorites, along with Philadelphia. And I really like New Orleans and Los Angeles. But, like, Pittsburgh's right there. They need to get Le'Veon Bell in the door and keep him there. So, if he stays there, the biggest question on that team becomes, can Big Ben stay healthy? If he's healthy, that team offensively is the best offensive team out there. Ridiculous. To have a Hall of Fame quarterback, yeah, Antonio Brown, which is the best receiver in the last four or five years, Comparable to Chad Johnson when he was playing with the Bengals, they were just head over heels better than any defense, out, defensive back out there. Mm-hmm. And you put him up against anyone, he's going to get the ball for 100 yards plus. Yeah, He can't be stopped. He runs his own routes. Big Ben will find him no matter what. Right. And the core behind him, though, they have Bryant, incredible. Juju Smith-Schuster, who is a stud. Oh, yeah, he's coming up. I like him. 21 could, years old. He could be the TJ Hushmanzada on the opposite side, well, maybe. I mean, these, these, guys, these guys are unbelievable playing mm-hmm. together in... Their backup quarterback situation is very iffy. Mm-hmm. I don't care about Landry Jones. I don't care right. about Josh Dobbs. They may draft a quarterback. 
could. I think they like Josh Dobbs a lot. Maybe, maybe. I'm not sure I'm sold on Josh no, Dobbs. I don't think you and I are, but the fans love him. Okay. He's a very smart guy. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's a winner, in my opinion. I think he yeah. played in t- a Tennessee 8-4 and four program for yeah. his entire career. Couldn't right. get over the hump. But as a program, if those three stay together and stay healthy, that team is unstoppable. Oh, yeah. They have holes to fix on the defense, and mm-hmm. they will fix them this uh, draft coming up. You saw they gave up 45 points or 42 points to the Jags in the first round. Right, but they're going to be without Ryan Shazier moving forward this year. Hopefully he gets yep. back, praying for him yes, big time. absolutely. But that's a hole on their defense that they need to fill. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Love Cameron Hayward, though, another Ohio State Buckeye on that defensive line. Just a stud. And they said, one expert said that if Le'Veon Bell does not get his contract mm-hmm. and it still is coming into training camp, Mini camps with the franchise tag to right. sit out until they say so. We'll because see. He said, I think it was D'Angelo Hall, he said, I will sit out till October, November, until mm-hmm. I get my contract. Because it's still, they're still going to get paid. It's franchise tag money. He's going right. to get paid regardless. Right. So we are going to go and, and flip the script now to the NBA. We Let's still go. have a couple of weeks before, I guess a month now, a month and a half before the NFL drafts. So yeah. we'll, we'll talk about the NFL a little bit more moving forward. The NBA is getting hot right now. Yes, we sir. talked about the East Eastern Conference last week with the Cavs slumping mightily right now. Once again, like you called that, the Boston Celtics kind of hovering and Toronto also flying under the radar, very quietly taking that one seat right now. Mm-hmm. Which jumps to the West. Western Conference, let's do it. Houston, the Rockets, trading all these pieces in the offseason. Chris Paul joins the forces of James Harden. Mm-hmm. This team has won how many games now in a row? They're ridiculous. They've won 16, 16 straight. They're 50-13. and 13. The Houston Rockets also, with Chris Paul, Clint Capella, and James Harden playing together, are 33-1. and one. That's unbelievable. Let that sink in. That's crazy. Yeah. That's absolutely insane. 33-1 and one with those three. Yeah. Houston Rockets are for real. Them and the Golden State Warriors clearly battling for that one and two spot, but the rest of the West is so interesting. The three seed Portland Trailblazers, they are only four and a half games of the ten seed Utah Jazz. Between three and ten in the West are separated by four and a half games. Unbelievable. So I got to look at the West. I I understand that the the West has been better, tremendously better than the East the last what eight years now. Yeah, yeah. I guess you could say that. Yeah, yeah. you have LeBron out right. in the East, but other than that, it's been pretty weak. Mm-hmm. I mean, LeBron's been in the championship seven years in a row now. Yeah, something like that. So you look at the top four teams in the West. You have Houston. They've won 16 games in a row. Golden State, the last 10 games, 9-1. and one. Portland Trailblazers, they're only 13 games over 500. Last night, 10 games, 9-1. and one. And the four seed, the uh, New Orleans Pelicans, got to give you a shout-out to Scott Horvitz down in New Orleans working for them, 9-1. Mm-hmm. and one. Yeah. That means if you combine the top four teams, 37 and 3. Something ridiculous. In the last 40 games combined. Yeah. That, yeah. in my opinion, is ridiculous. It is crazy. It's crazy. And the Spurs are slipping 3 and 7 in their last 10. You got the Thunder, who are kind of really underachieving, pretty much 500. Wolves struggling without Jimmy Butler, who was totally their X factor into their improvement so far this season. The Nuggets are good. They get Paul Millsap back, but they need to start winning more consistently yep. if they want to make the playoffs because Clippers and Jazz right back, a half game back, one game back of the playoffs. Jazz, since they got Rudy Gobert, like a ridiculous 17-3 and three or something yep. since they got him back. Clippers are talented no matter what anyone says. Yep. Talented basketball team. I don't think they necessarily make the playoffs because of how stacked this top of the Western Conference is, but just... Some great storylines. So you, I'm gonna talk about the the last couple seasons in the, in the West. Okay. So you could you can eliminate the Memphis Grizzlies. They're way out of it. Oh yeah. The Suns way out of it. The Mavericks have already said. Mark Cuban said, "I am tanking." You out of it. Fine. They're mm-hmm. out of it. The Sacramento Kings out of it. Right. And the Los Angeles Lakers are out of it. Now you have the Utah Jazz, the Clippers, right. all the way up until the Portland Trail Blazers at number three. Yes. What two teams don't make it? All right, well, I'll go through. Portland Trailblazers, I do not think, are ridiculously talented. They're playing ridiculously good basketball. Damian Lillard is playing MVP-quality basketball, all-NBA team basketball right now. They make the playoffs. New Orleans Pelicans, I cannot believe what I'm seeing. I know Anthony Davis is an animal, but without Boogie Cousins, what they're doing, unbelievable. 
They make the playoffs. Anthony Davis pushes James Harden for MVP. Moving on, San Antonio Spurs. Is it the end of the dynasty? Will they make the it's playoffs? It's definitely the end of the dynasty, but they will make the playoffs. They'll find a way. But I will say, they are definitely not a lock to make the playoffs. No. If they get Kawhi Leonard back, I certainly see them making it. But it's going to be tight down the stretch. With Popovich, I say they make it. Okay. Moving on. Minnesota. I'm going to skip over the Wolves for a sec. Okay. Thunder make the playoffs. I know that they are struggling right now, but they are definitely dangerous. I believe they're the third most dangerous team in the West. Forget about the fact that they're the seventh seed. They're more dangerous than Portland, New Orleans, San Antonio, and Minnesota. Oklahoma City finds a way. They have to. Okay, so I say that the final four spots will come down to Minnesota, Denver, Los Angeles, and Utah. I like Los Angeles, like I said. Really like Lou Williams. Really like DeAndre Jordan. Don't think they have enough around to make the playoffs. If they had Blake Griffin, I'd say they'd probably make it. But they don't. I don't think uh, Detroit in the East is going anywhere with Blake. But if L.A. had Blake, they'd make it. Without Blake, I don't think they make it. Okay. So now, Denver, Minnesota, Utah. Utah is currently a game back of Denver. They are currently three games back of Minnesota, though. Even though Minnesota's struggling, I think Carl Anthony Towns, who's a ridiculous player right now in the NBA, finds a way. I think Tibbs is a great coach, even though he plays his players too many minutes. I think Minnesota makes it. So now it's between Denver and Utah. Yep. Fight I for think seed. it depends on health. I really think it depends on health. Whichever team remains healthier down the stretch will make it. I think getting Paul Millsap back, having Jokic in the building, having a guy in Will Barton who's extremely underrated... Gary Harris, Jamal Murray, I think Denver makes it as an eight seed, and I think Utah's left out, even though I really do like Utah for future seasons. I like Ricky Rubio. I like Rudy Gobert. I love Donovan Mitchell, yes. but I think this year Utah misses out. So I think Utah does make the playoffs. Okay. I think Donovan's going to take over. Okay. I think he's having so so much of a great seat. I mean, he's riding the hot wave since the All-Star game. He's incredible. He's been running it all year. Exactly. And now that he's getting finally the attention that he needs, he's taking over. I think Denver doesn't have any star power that Utah does have. Who? In Donovan Mitchell? Yes. I like Nikola Jokic a lot. But he's not a household name yet. And that's mm. the problem. There are household names yeah. on on that Utah Jazz team that that's true. will make that playoff push. And I don't see them falling out of the playoffs as they did when they were last year, when mm-hmm. they were making the playoffs. They were the four seed last year. Yeah, but they lost Gordon Hayward, who was a huge part of their huge. team, clearly. I like what they did, though, in getting Jay Crowder, because I'm telling you, he's a better player on Utah than he is in Cleveland. He's a defensive-minded guy. He's a gritty guy. He's not a guy that's supposed to be on the favorite. He's a guy that's supposed to be on a gritty team. Celtics trying to make the playoffs early on. Mavericks, when he was trying to earn minutes. Utah, when they're trying to fight for that eight seed. Yep. That's the guy that Jay Crowder is. And I really like him as a player. I just don't know if Utah has enough. Ricky Rubio is the X factor, I'm telling you right now. Other than health, Ricky Rubio is the X factor. When they were on their huge win streak, Ricky Rubio was playing like an all-NBA type point guard. He should have been coming into the league. Exactly, out of Spain. Last couple years, last couple uh, games, Ricky Rubio regressing a little bit. He needs to shoot better percentages. He needs to be more in the the, uh, 500 percentages. Instead of, sometimes he even shoots in the 200s, 300s. So, the biggest question right there, Dan Draper took it out of my mouth. Yep. Donovan Mitchell has to be the rookie of the year without a doubt, right? If they make the playoffs, 100%. I, th- I say he's rookie of the year, in my opinion, 100%. However, I don't think he's a lock to win it because Ben Simmons. I will say, though, right now, the fact that Ben Simmons is even eligible to win rookie of the year is so silly to me. Last year, Joel Embiid being eligible, silly. It's yep. not their rookie year. It's their first year playing. playing yep. There's a difference. Last year, when you know the veterans are in the locker room, they're calling Ben Simmons rook, rookie. So what are they calling him now, rookie again? No, he's a second-year player who got injured in his rookie year. They should be ineligible for any rookie awards. That's not to say that Ben Simmons can't win Comeback Player of the Year, but he certainly should not be able to win Rookie of the Year. I do think there's a good chance he will, though. I touched you a soft spot and you didn't. It. Oh yeah, I don't like that rule. There's a couple rules I don't like. I'm passionate about them. Okay. Donovan Mitchell should be Rookie of the Year. Yeah. The way he's taken over Utah, the way he's been a star in Utah, lower draft pick in the teens, out of Louisville. Yeah, the villain. Great college player, but he's taken his game to a whole nother level. Love Donovan Mitchell. I think he will be a perennial all-star. But this year, don't be surprised if Ben Simmons takes home the award. All right, so this is great. We're talking about the three seed to the ten seed here in the West, but does any of these teams touch the Houston 
Rockets or the Golden State Warriors? Not a chance. I know. I know. Early on, people were saying OKC, they're dangerous. Yeah, they're dangerous. Not touching Houston or Golden State. Houston and Golden State are on a whole nother level. No. Golden State clearly has earned that right. Houston hasn't necessarily earned that right yet, but the, what they're doing this season is just unreal. Yep. James Harden taking his game to another level. They are a serious threat to beat Golden State. That series, I believe, will go seven games, but I do not think any of those other teams could touch them. I think OKC could take that series to six, but it's just... They're not good enough. They don't win enough games. They don't. They're not a team. Paul George just has his mind out the door already. It's just they're not a team. It, yeah, OKC is a very weird story. It has been for the last three years now yeah. with Durant leaving. And yeah. Last year, what was going to happen? Right. Westbrook stays. They get Paul George. Nothing right. really has progressed. They've really been the the four to eight seed their entire time without Durant now. Mm-hmm. So it's a unique story. Golden State and Houston, they'd be the one seed in both conferences. If Golden State went up to the East, they'd be the number one seed or the two seed if they're still behind Houston. Mm-hmm. They're head over heels better than everyone else. Yeah. Whoever wins that series, in my opinion, is the NBA champion. It's kind of like when Ohio State played Alabama in that first semifinals game. Mm-hmm. You just know they are so much better than everyone else. Yeah. Um, are you done? Or do no, you I just want to say that moving forward, I think Golden State knows from previous years. Right. They gotta save something in the tank for the last push. Absolutely true. When they w- broke the record mm-hmm. of the Bulls back in the '90s, winning 73 games, mm-hmm. they didn't have enough to finish off the Cavs after uh, Draymond Green got suspended. Exactly, which was the reason they lost that series. So I don't. I think they don't really care about being the two seed. Yeah, right. they don't. Oh home, yeah, they don't care at court, all. But people are talking now. Houston has a chance to win out. That's yeah. a whole month left of basketball to win out. Well, that's certainly not happening. Houston's not winning out. And I will say, uh, coming back to what you said, Golden State is better than Houston right now, even though the record... You really may- think so? Oh, yeah. Golden State's better than Houston. Houston can take them to a seven-game series, absolutely. And Houston can beat them. But I will say, whoever comes out of that series is not a lock to win at all. Wow. I think if Golden State comes out, they will win it all. But if Houston comes out, that... Totally opens the door for whoever comes out well, of the Le- East. If LeBron comes out of the East, and I still do expect him to come out of the East, I know we're still talking about him faltering right mm-hmm. now. He kicks it up. He turns on a playoff gear. Yeah. He will get to the finals. But if he does get to the finals, I think Houston has a lock if they get there. If they don't have to play a LeBron team, they're fine. I disagree. The, the Celtics, if they get to the finals, could definitely beat Houston. I'm not saying they will. I'm just saying they definitely could beat Houston. First time Celtics play Houston this year, they're down 26. They storm all the way back and win the game. Second time they play Houston this year, Celtics are up by about four all game. This was last week. And then at the end, Houston breaks the lead. Marcus Smart almost hits a game-winning three at the end to send it to overtime. Celtics and Houston are very neck-and-neck right now. And I think if Houston comes out of the West, it's wide open for Boston, Toronto, Washington, or Cleveland, whoever comes out of the East to beat Houston. I don't think they will necessarily. I'm just saying it gives them a much better chance than if Golden State, the daunted Warriors, comes out of the West. I mean, I'm looking at the the road games. They play at Milwaukee now. They play at Minnesota a couple yeah. of weeks later. Right. Other than that, the road games aren't tough. Maybe at San Antonio. Yeah. But the road games are cakewalked. And the season they end with like the Lakers and Sacramento. Those are yeah. wins. I think they'll go like like sixteen and three to end the year, fifteen and four. I don't think they're gonna They're go gonna undefeated. win tonight. They're up by thirteen with seven minutes to go. If they lose this game, that's that's gonna be that's gonna hurt yeah. them in my opinion. Right. It's gonna be uh in my like you said, Golden State, Houston, Western Conference Finals. When they get to that time, we can talk about it. I Absolutely. Hate, it won't be an easy road an easier road like we had last year with sweep sweep. Sweep for Golden State and right. sweep, sweep four one for Cleveland. Mm-hmm. The playoffs will be more tight. Oh, now yeah. is the quickest playoff I've ever seen in my life. It's gonna be very interesting. I guess next week we can think. Uh, you're gone next week, so we'll have a two a week off of NBA mm-hmm. with you and I. Hopefully, we'll see if Cleveland can bounce back for all our Cleveland fans watching. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I think at that point they'll figure something out because they yeah. need to figure out something. Larry Nance else. playing good basketball. Yes. And without Tristan Thompson, Larry Nance has been stepping up. Yes. Really like the way he's playing right now. All right, guys. We have one more topic to discuss before we end Let's the podcast. It. We got March Madness. The brackets come out Sunday night. Mm-hmm. 
the greatest time in sports is this coming oh, March, month. man, it's the best time of year, absolutely. Baseball starts, mm-hmm. the Masters are on, NFL free agency is about to hit, the NBA is getting in full force with the playoffs. NHL. Starts. The NHL is ending their season very soon. It's a whirlwind of stuff coming up. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about, first off, i got to mention Ohio State lost first round of Penn State. They have eight losses total this year, three of them to Penn State. Yep, those they have lines. two weeks off now before their possible first game on a Thursday or Friday. Mm-hmm. They could sit down, relax, finally rest their legs. They will not be in the line for a one or two seed. Michigan, back-to-back years, wins the Big Ten tournament. Mm-hmm. They also have now a week and a half, two weeks off before their first game. Mm-hmm. Will this affect the Big Ten moving forward? And now who are your teams to look out for coming into conference tournament time? And the key time is right now. We have the ACC tournament, middle of it right now. Right. The first couple rounds played tonight and yesterday. We have the SEC tournament playing, the Big mm-hmm. 12 is coming up, and the Pac-12. Yep. Well, I just want to point out Oklahoma and Trey Young lost tonight. Yes. Interesting thing there. They're done. We'll see. They're do- I told you they're going to lose 2-3. or Yeah, they may not make it. I think they still do somehow. No. Um, Gosh. Uh, big game coming up. Louisville plays Virginia in the ACC tournament. Louisville should have beaten them last time they played. Did not. Louisville needs to put up a good showing to make the tournament. They're a bubble team right now. Very talented. They have top five seed type talent. But going through a lot this year, I think they need to put up a good showing against Virginia. May not need to win the game. If they win, they're a lock. If they don't win, they have to put up a good showing because I think the committee will do anything they can to penalize Louisville yet again, which is wrong. But talking about the Big Ten, like you said, I think it could hurt a team like Michigan because they're so hot riding the momentum. But rest, it can't really hurt that bad. Rust, I don't know. It's a little bit superstitious. I don't think it's necessarily a real thing, especially for a team like Ohio State losing three out of their last five. The only regulation win was against Rutgers at home. Unacceptable. This break is big for them. It really will help them. They certainly can't complain about rust because they're they're rusty right now. So this break should be good. They play some guys a lot of minutes. Jay Sean Tate, Kata Bates-Diop, CJ Jackson's always cramping up. This break will be really important for a team like Ohio State. Get their legs back under them. Get their mind right. They're not going to have to play Penn State again 90%. So Ohio State's going to have a real chance to make a Sweet 16 run as long as they remain focused and as long as they don't get off to slow starts. So I said last week with Ohio State playing against the Nittany Lions for the first game of the tournament Mm -hmm. that their basement was losing that game opening round, which they did, and the ceiling was getting to the Big Ten Championship. Mm -hmm. I see Ohio State falling, sadly, to the five seed. Mm-hmm. And the five seed, in my opinion, is the most deadly seed to be in the tournament. One one seeds I've never lost in the first first game. The five seeds possibly could play a playing game winner, and playing game winners are fifty percent chance of plus to move on to the mm. next round. Wow! And if you look at the twelve seeds in the last ten years, I'm pretty sure it's like fifty percent of them win the first game. Yeah, crazy numbers. I mean, it's literally mind blowing to see how tough these 12 seeds can be against yeah. the five seeds. Mind so the basement again is for Ohio State. They can lose the first game. Mm-hmm. Or in my opinion they get to the lead eight. Yeah. That's yeah. the ceiling. I don't think they go far than the lead no, eight. No. Yeah. I think I agree with you. But I think you see Chris Holtman sit the boys down say rest your legs. You need to get your legs underneath you again. Mm-hmm. We lost three times. Pretty much half our, our losses were to one team. We will not play them again. Right. We can beat anyone in the nation. All of our losses came early on in the season. Mm-hmm. Relax. Breathe. Absolutely. Now, can you beat that team coming out? Possibly a team on the bubble. Yeah. Out of a 12 seed that's going to be hungry for an upset for that first week. Can you get them motivated after two weeks of staying off? Yes, in my opinion. We'll hope, hopefully. Yeah. It's an iffy yes. You could definitely get them motivated. A coach like Chris Holtman, veteran leaders who have not really been to the tournament much, want to make a statement, want to go out on top. Kate of HDF, Jay Sean Tate, Andrew Dockage, Cam Williams, these guys will be ready to play. I do not think they lose in the first round to a 12 seed, or I think they could be a 6. They would not lose to an 11 seed, in my opinion. They will come out. Guns blazing, ready to prove to the world that they're not a fluke. This season was not a fluke. They don't want to just last one round. So that's round. what Chris will also tell me. He said, guys, we weren't supposed to do anything this year. We ended up getting a two-seed in the Big Ten. We mm-hmm. beat the top teams in the Big Ten mm-hmm. all year long. You can go out there and beat anybody. You guys oh, yeah. have been doubted all year. Why don't we just take this down and ride with it? Oh, yeah. So I know a lot of teams will be looking at you. said the last 
five games, we lost more than half those games and mm-hmm. only one of them in regulation. But let's talk about teams that aren't lined for the one or two team. Okay. Two seeds. Virginia will be locked for a one seed. Oh, yeah. Villanova to Xavier, whoever wins that Big East championship in, in New York will be a one seed or Correct. two seed. Michigan one State. One seed, yeah. Yeah, whoever loses will probably be a two seed. Okay, whoever wins maybe, will be yeah. a one, one right. seed. Michigan State up there. Duke up there. Gonzaga could be. Michigan's up there for a three seed. Who, in your opinion, besides the top ten right now, has a chance to be a Cinderella? Wear the glass slipper yeah. and ride that all the way to well, the Final Four. Well, this is not necessarily a Cinderella because they're going to be on the four, five, six line. But not that's a, still, in my opinion, a Cinderella yeah, team. Yeah. You get past those one and twos, you're, right. you're doing something that's really, no really like West Virginia. Okay, they're a very dangerous team. They've fallen back in the tough Big Twelve, but the Big Twelve's a gauntlet. Love their coach Huggins. Love Javon Carter, great player. West Virginia, tough defense. They call him Press Virginia. Really like West Virginia. I think they can make a lot of noise in the tournament. Some other teams. Um, oh, if Louisville makes the tournament, I'm telling you right now, they are going to be very scary, and they would be like an 11-12 seed. That's certainly a Cinderella. If Louisville makes the tournament, they could easily make a Sweet 16 Elite 8 run, have incredible talent, Quentin Snyder, they have McMahon, Ray Spaulding, I love Dang Adele, just guys all over the place that could play, I love Perry, I like their coach David Padgett in his first year, he's done a decent job, Louisville's a good program, and I think if they make the tournament, which I hope they do, I think they're going to be another scary team. Um, you got any teams that you're thinking about? So I like West Virginia, Bob, Bob Huggins is the Hall of Fame coach, mm-hmm. I mean the guy is a players coach. The players love playing for him. Right. They started out so hot in December where I was like, wow, this team is not going to lose. They hit the Big 12 play. The question I have for Big 12 is everyone's like, this is the best conference of basketball. Mm-hmm. It reminds me a lot like the SEC in football. You have one team that's always winning, and that's Kansas and Texas Tech, and everything else is pretty much in the pack. And they're fighting right. to crawl themselves out. No one can really get hot. Right. So none of these teams are hot going in the tournament. You've got to look for a team that's won a lot of games going into it mm-hmm. that has a good storyline. Mm-hmm. Who do you like? So I'm looking at Clemson. If okay. they can make a run at the ACC right now, I mean, they've been under the radar. No mm-hmm. one's really talked about Nobody Clemson talks at all. Clemson. They have eight losses. They went in the conference play with two. They are a team to watch out for. I like Houston also out of the American. Mm-hmm. If Cincinnati can win out and win the American, they just did, or Wichita State, one of those teams in the American will make mm-hmm. a run. They always seem to find the Sweet 16 Elite Eight and will make a push. But I also want to see someone out of the possibly Kentucky. Oh, yeah, I was just going to mention them. So Kentucky is always noise. a weird team. you got Calipari. Calipari's yeah. also a Hall of Fame coach. The oh, yeah. guy gets the players ready. Oh, yeah, He's all like those young Michigan. studs. Michigan oh, is yeah. also, in my opinion, they're the hottest team going in the tournament because they mm-hmm. won the Big Ten. But you look at it this way. Calipari's going to tell the guys, listen, half of you guys are gone the next year. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Who cares? Yeah. Go make your money. Let's try to win a national championship. Let's oh, yeah. try to. The last time they did this, oh, yeah. they played UConn. Oh, yeah. Kentucky's going to be a scary team. And I'll give you one more. No, you hate them. They may not even make it after tonight's loss. Oklahoma. Yes, if they ended up winning all year and they were like a two seed, they would have been the first team that I would have said they're too one-dimensional. They could be a team that loses in the first round to a 14-15 seed. But now you flip the script. They've struggled a lot. Just as much as they are one-dimensional, they are one-dimensional in a big-time way. If they make the tournament, which I know you don't think they should, but if they do make the tournament as an 11 seed, as a 12 seed, Telling you right now, Oklahoma could make some noise. Trey Young could beat anybody by himself as long as he gets a little help from his team. Good coach in Lon Kruger. I think Oklahoma could make even, I don't think they will, but I think they could even make a Final Four run. That's how good Trey Young is as long as the team gives him at least somewhat help. So, I mean, yes. I, I'm looking at Mark's question. He's going to go to the games and date. Oh, okay. What's Mark got to say? He's asking who do you think will be there? I think it's going to be, I mean, I think Oklahoma could be in there. In my opinion, where is he? I'm getting this right. other guy. Yeah, some random, random dude guy. I'm I'm telling you some of the games on Tuesday. Who do you think is going to be in Dayton, right here? I think Oklahoma could possibly be in that playing game. Oh, in the playing games, right? I mean, well, I think I don't Louisville think it, could be in the playing game. No, no, Notre Dame could possibly because they just got one yeah. of their key players back. Yep. It's going to be interesting. Again, those games in Dayton are very iffy. Mm-hmm. Half the teams that win that will make it to the second round. I guess the first round now. Yeah, well, a lot of teams make it to the Sweet 16 from there. Yes. Texas, USC, UCLA. Some good programs that have struggled but are talented. Yes. Yeah. So watch out for that. I'm excited. March Madness, again, the greatest time of the year. 
But you're gonna get a bracket on ESPN. All right. Anyone that wants to join will Absolutely. be five bucks. Again, if you guys don't follow March Madness, who cares? Because the less you know, the more you know. Actually, exactly. My exactly. sister's won this thing multiple times. Yeah. Uh, winner take all. I mean, that's a good 200, 300 bucks here mm-hmm. in your pocket. I've had multiple people all every year doubles pretty much. I had 50 people last year. Right. We should have close to probably 70 or 80 this year, maybe even 100. So, guys, if you guys are um, wanting to get in that, please join us. Yeah, for sure. I'll let everyone know what's going on with that. Uh, anything else before we end the podcast? We're good. Great show tonight. Thank you. All right, guys. Well, again, Sam Block joining us. Follow him on the Block Spot. My name is Bobby Levine. Check out our website, seatatthetea.com, or hopefully my boy Ron gets us on iTunes as well. Mm-hmm. Very big things moving forward. We'll have apparel as well. We had 1,500 two weeks ago watch us. We now had 900 last week. Hopefully we'll break 1,000 again. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Plus that share button as well. And we'll see you uh, in two weeks with you. Absolutely. Next week as well. I'll have someone else come on. Mm-hmm. Enjoy spring break. Thank you, thank you. And everyone out there, be safe. Thank you so much. Have a good night, guys.